So my brother comes, he says, you know, we're working with Tri-State Ballet Company. Can you do a little jitterbug number? I said, ballet company? I don't think yeah. so. <laughs> I said, come on, you know, I work at a chrome plant in the summertime. They'll beat my ass, a ballet company, you know? <laughs> and he goes, no, no, it's really fun. I said, no, I don't think so. He said, you'll be dancing with Karen Toto. I said, yes, <laughs> yes. When do you need me there? <laughs> That's funny. Well, I didn't know the backstory. <laughs> uh, yeah, you weren't there. No. I did, I did walk around for the next two months going, yeah, I'm dancing with Karen Toto. Yeah. They pay me 30 bucks a show. <laughs> it's about... <laughs> Welcome to the Political Party Pooper Playbook. And if you thought all we did was sit around thinking up ways to poop on empty suit politicians, well, you'd be half right. Welcome to the P4B. As always, below the video line will be a series of buttons with links referring to the podcast discussions along with ways to support the P4B. We believe the information we usually feature is critical and must be shared with many, many more people. There will be links to donate to the podcast to keep it free for everyone. There will be ways to get your P4B gear and other cool items that support the show. The easiest way to support us and the important mission is to share every post by hitting the share button. Okay, the Political Party Pooper Playbook is on the air, episode 21. Featured today is someone I've known for a very long time. Uh, this podcast, when I go off politics, is becoming a celebration of Delaware County. <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the Delco people come out of the woodwork. But uh, that's good. Uh, I first met Karen. In high school, I was stage crew for Oklahoma. Ah. And Karen danced shadow behind Barb Pinto in one number. And I got to tell you, as the video progresses, you're going to see pictures. This is one beautiful lady. Oh, thank you. It's not ridiculously obvious already. Oh, thank you. Um, right around the time we're getting ready to graduate, uh, Tri-State Ballet Company, of which Karen was a member, was doing a little traveling show. They would do two uh, uh, <laughs> um, We did, uh, I can't even think of the name of it. Uh, okay. Not Rubenstein. No, uh, I, I, um, it's Gershwin. so Gershwin, George Gershwin. Gershwin, you, Gershwin, you got it. Yeah. Yes, thank you. you. The old gray matter just don't work like it used to, you know? I'm embarrassed. I was doing the dance and I don't remember it. <laughs> so anyway, my brother Tom and Bill Snyder were already doing it. And Bill couldn't do it anymore. So my brother comes, he says, you know, we're working with Tri-State Ballet Company. Can you do a little jitterbug number? I said, ballet company? I don't think yeah. so. <laughs> I said, come on, you know, I work at a chrome plant in the summertime. They'll beat my ass, a ballet company, you know? And he goes, no, no, it's really fun. I said, no, I don't think so. He said, you'll be dancing with Karen Toto. I said, yes, <laughs> yes. When do you need me there? <laughs> That's funny. Well, I didn't know the backstory. 
<laughs> yeah, you weren't there. No. I did, I did walk around for the next two months going, yeah, I'm dancing with Karen Toto. Yeah. <laughs> they pay me 30 bucks a show. It's about... <laughs> Oh my God. Memories. Oh my gosh. So long ago. Yeah. It was. I mean, sometimes it seems like yesterday. Sometimes it seems like that couldn't even been us. It was too long ago. Mm. But uh, I know another life almost. So from high school, uh, I didn't know this. You went on to continue to perform. I did for 10 years in New York city or out of New York city. Wow. So I have to tell you that I was inspired by the high school shows. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, my mother brought me to see Music Man when I was eight at the Valley Forge Music Fair. Right. And I was a dancer then, but just taking ballet like any other little girl. And I looked at the dancers dancing in the library dance. I'll never forget it. I was eight. And I said, I want to do that. That's the kind of dancing I want to do. I was ballet was fine, but I was never going to be a ballerina. Yeah. And and I'll and that's what I knew I wanted, musical theater. And then I did quit dancing for a few years because of the pressures with the kids and stuff, where my girlfriend quit. And I'm like, well, then I'm quitting. But anyway, what got me back was the high school musicals. I started, I still had a lot of training in my background, and Joe Hayes came to Bonner. Do you remember mm -hmm. Joe Hayes? That man and was a maniac. Yeah, yeah. Maniac, maniac man. And so I started doing the shows, and because I had training, he was giving me a lot of the leads for dancing. I was the dancing Lori in, in um, Oklahoma. And it brought back all of the, wow, this is really what I want to do. And so that's really what spurred me on to continue training and continue honing my craft of dancing and eventually singing. So... That's was, what did it. It was an amazing foundation. Uh, it was. Uh, so much talent came out of there. Joe Hayes and Upper Darby launched amazing yeah. talent. Yeah, had Glenn yeah. DiOrio, Tina Fey, um, Rennie. Rennie got, well, I'm in touch with Rennie, by the way. Oh, yeah. She, yeah. she, she went on to do like Summer Stage at the Shore, right? Uh, no, Rennie didn't. There was another girl that did, and I can't think of her name. She did with Glenn. She did the some surf light at the shore. Right. Uh, Jessica. Right. Jessica was in Oklahoma. Jessica, right. She went. Right. Did, yeah. Rennie loved to dance, but Rennie didn't end up doing anything with it. Okay. And you, how's she doing? She's uh, doing good. Yeah, she's 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 doing great. She raised her kids, and they're all grown. And she's a grandmother, and she lives on Long Island. And we get together every now and then. She looks the same, honestly. Rennie looks the same. So uh, you. I have a picture. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> she, um, she just looks the same. She even has the same long hair. So, uh, yeah, anyway, so that was that's good. But I spent 10 years in New York City auditioning and getting shows. And part of that background was also working with Tri-State Ballet, which is where we did Rock Around the Clock. Right. Um, see, I was always good for that kind of stuff. I was the, the heavy duty ballet was just not my oh, thing. It was fun as hell. Rock Around the Clock was a blast. And we actually ended up reprising that very number in Summer Stage. They needed uh, 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 a piece. I forget why. The first, the first variety show of Summer Stage. Okay. Um, I remember. And we did it to American Bandstand. But me and Tom okay. taught our dance partners all the same stuff you taught us. Okay. 
Okay. We did a lot Speaking of the same moves. I think it was Tom, though, that was able to dance with me on the stage in Philly when Greece came to town. Do you have any yes. recollection of that? And well, we want we won that Schneider dance. Schneider was there. I don't know if Tom was there that oh, day. Oh no, it was Bill. Yeah, it was I think it was Bill Schneider. Yeah, I think oh, you're right. Yeah. Right. Now that I'm remembering back. Yeah. That was okay, a great okay. I where'd I pull that one out of? I don't know. You're way better than me. I'm embarrassed. I started I have to exercise my brain the way I exercise my body. <laughs> Yeah, but um, was it just you two, or was there a couple couples dancing? Yeah, there was a lot of couples. It was a whole bunch of couples, and we had a contest, and we won. And so it was another day. And then what happened was the winner got to dance at the end of the show. They bowed, and the whole Grease company went, made a horseshoe, and they brought us out on stage, and they ended the night with us doing Rock Around the Clock, and then the lights went out. And I, I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do. I mean, that was another thing that shoved me into that mode of um, just being up on the stage. It was like, wow, I love this. And that would have been probably while I was in college, I'm thinking. I don't know if it was high school, maybe high school. That maybe would have been high school. probably the year after you graduated, because okay. the year after that, I was I started dancing with you guys. And that was my senior year. OK, yeah, I know. You're a little younger than me. Oh, I'm way younger. <laughs> I mean, your role is dirt. Rocks don't live as long as you. You know what I mean? Um, Little brother. Yeah. Um, yeah, but once that, once you get that applause the first time, it's it's like crack. You, you it want is. To get it again. And it was a big stage. It was a big theater. Yeah. It was a professional theater. It wasn't just doing summer stage or or Joe Hayes. It was like, wow, this is it. But anyway, so um, I, I have to laugh because... When I moved to New York City, um, I started by going up on the train while I was living at home, seeing how the auditions were. And right. somebody, you're all sitting around all the time waiting to dance. There's always a lot of sitting, waiting. And somebody said out loud, my roommate's going on tour for six weeks and I need somebody to take her spot. And I thought, Bam. well, there's an idea. There's an idea. Six weeks. What's the big deal? So I came home and got on the phone and I was in the... I didn't want my dad to hear me because he was old school Italian. And I was in the stairwell with the door shut going down the basement on the phone saying, okay, so when do I do this? And when would I? And he heard me. So I got off the phone and he said, come in here. I said, yeah. He said, I heard you on the phone. You're not moving to New York City. Oh. I said, dad, I, no, wait, I, grad, I just graduated college. So I was now, you know, 21, 22. I said, Dad, I, I really, I am going to do this. I have to do this. And I was walking up the steps and he said, come down here and talk to me. <laughs> so I came down and I did. He, I moved up for six weeks and I stayed for 10 years. Wow. That's great. Yep. And what were some of the, you did some amazing shows. I, yeah. I've seen the pictures. Well, I went out on tour for a whole year with My Fair Lady with Rex Harrison in the revival. And then we brought that back to Broadway. Um, and that was, I went, I also did Nat 42nd Street first national tour for another whole year and a half. I did a lot of long tours, but it was great because I got to see the country. We got to spend time in different cities, sometimes for a month, two months, three months. I mean, you really got to stay there. I didn't do these bus and truck things. Um, I worked at Radio City on a great show where, you know, all their stages go up and down. It was really amazing. 
Um, wow. My one and only, um, I did Guys and Dolls on tour. Um, I worked at um, the Rainbow Room in Matt, Matt, in upstairs and up in the Rainbow Room. Um, I did Grease at uh, Jones Beach, which is right outside the city. So um, that's just some of the stuff I did. A cruise ship for four months. I worked on a cruise ship. That was oh, interesting. that would be that would be too cool. Yeah. It, where, it, where, where was the circuit when you were? It with was them? only to the Bahamas and back. It was no big deal, but it got me out of New York for the winter because it was yeah. freezing. Yeah, really. And we did, um, and we only worked when we were on the water. So as soon as you got to port, you could go do whatever you wanted. So it was it was a great job. Um, so. That was it. I mean, I, I would spend my time in between actually getting into the fitness world is is what happened in between jobs. Yeah, like, a Broadway dancer isn't fit enough. She has to get fit. <laughs> well, remember I told you, you I got hit by a car. That's right. right? So, say. Yeah. So that you, you transition. You got hammered to the teeth and staggered into the street and you got hit by a car. <laughs> uh, well, no, I'm no, teasing. and no. <laughs> No, I was on my way to an audition and I saw the bus and I had the light and I darted out and Mr. Driver ran the light. He ran the light. It was a, it was my green, his red. He ran the light and boom. And I went over the car and landed in the street and on my butt, my butt. Um, and as I told you, I was very lucky. I didn't break anything. I was very bruised, but my, I got knocked out of my boots and my coat was all short, torn to shreds. So I took six weeks where I really had to recoup. I went home for six weeks and came back and joined a gym and really started getting into getting strong again by going to a gym. And that put me kind of into the whole fitness world. I still danced, but it put me into the fitness world. Yeah, well, that's Which, the silver lining there. It was. It was yeah. good comes from bad, they say, right? Yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to ask a real groupy question. What's Rex Harrison like? Or what was he like? Probably what you would expect. He was very reserved and very nice to us, but never lots of conversation. He kind of just did his thing. And although when we got to Phoenix, he had a home in Scottsdale and he had a big party at his home for all of us, which was really nice. Cool. But he didn't frat. I mean, he was way old by that time. Yeah. You know, and yeah. we were way young. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, to, for for his age to tour and and do Henry Higgins, that's a lot of energy. That's a high energy part. It doesn't look like it. No, but it is. But you, just the projecting for two hours. And he did great. Yeah. He really did. He was just like he always was. And his wife at the time well, was his wife. Um, she was with him. So I think she followed him on the tour. And we had a great time. I had a, I did all kinds of fun things when I was on tour. I went hot air ballooning. I went in a aerobatic glider when we were in Arizona and air, we did a full 360. I mean, I did all kinds of things. <laughs> 360. Can you imagine doing that? Depending we in, entirely on air molecules to hold you up. <laughs> well, it worked, but <clears throat> I said after a few minutes of, after that, I said, where's the bag? I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get sick. <laughs> I did not get sick, but man, I felt sick. Oh, it didn't I, pro I probably would have needed the bag as I climbed into the cockpit. Just hand me the bag oh. now. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. I was all excited. I was like, oh, this is great. And it was. It was great. Yeah. But, um, yeah. 
you know, so you do all that kind of fun stuff that, you know, now at my age, I probably would be too afraid to do. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, when you're young and stupid, you get to be young and stupid, you know, right. Right. As you get older, you realize you're not invisible and you're not bulletproof. You can't right. do those things anymore. Right. Right. So, yeah. In fact, I would teach, um, speaking of fitness. So in between going out on tour, um, I taught classes, fitness classes at Marymount College. And then I ended up getting my certification in uh, as a as a fitness trainer from Marymount College. Because, you know, there's time in between shows. You're not on the road 100% of the time. And um, and then I was teaching at a gym, and, and then I might get a show when I leave. Uh, but I always came back to it in some capacity. And even when I left New York and got married, I moved back to this area, Broomall, as a matter of fact. And um, I started right away at least keeping my hand in it by teaching some cardio dance classes. But I have mm -hmm. to tell you, living in New York for 10 years and living that lifestyle, even though I'm from Delaware County, I moved back with the intention of starting a family, you know, and the first year I was back, I thought, what the hell did I just do? It was so boring in Broomall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, you know? it, and like, you can't go home again, you know? That, that, like, that's well, a true I'm statement. Married, I'm married now with, and, and I'm in Broomall. We have a house there. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's just, it was such an adjustment to go from New York City back to De Delaware County yeah. and live in the suburbs. Then I, you know, after I had my first Yeah, kid, all the nightlife is gone. The, everything. The action, I, you know. Oh, my God, everything. You walked out your door and you would go buy stuff and you go to the theater and, you know, I walked out my door and just another house. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but, but then we, uh, I, I like Broomall. It's a cool town. It's nice. But then we moved out to Chester County, West town. And I loved it out there because it was much more. Well, by that time I, I liked the suburbs and it, we had an acre point six, one point six acres. And um, so, so, um, but I'm technically back in Delaware County now. We moved to a townhome. It's right across the street from here's here's Chester County across the street. I'm now a Delco girl again. I'm back. <laughs> so here so, we are. Um, doing that kind of touring, is that something you do with a love of it? Can you make a, a good living touring as a dancer? Yes, a yeah. very good living. Just don't forget, it's all union. So we oh, made union right. wages. And when you tour, you get a salary and you get a per diem. And your per diem is extensive because you're living off of it. So right. what I was able to do is use my per diem and bank my salary. So I right. came back with a boatload of money in the bank. Yeah. It was great. We They're used to paid. do that on TAD. It wasn't three months, but whenever we got temporary duty, you know, you bank as much of that per diem as you could. Right. And then they start putting you on a card. Yeah. So you couldn't, well, you couldn't hide it anymore. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we didn't. Uh, the union equity play, pays very well. And the other thing that is really lucky, I graduated college and I got hired to do a premiere show called, it was Pinocchio. Somebody wrote a brand new Pinocchio. And I auditioned and I got hired as Pinocchio's girlfriend. So I'm a puppet. Um, but the, the woman called me and said, Karen, I don't know if this is going to work for you. I really want to hire you. But you have to join the union. It's a union show. And I was like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> no, of course, I joined the union. And then I moved to New York with my union card, which is such Killer. an advantage. Yeah. 
yeah. such an advantage. So I could go out for all the union shows and not have to be in the back, you know, wait until um, they saw all the union people and they mostly hire union people. So that was a, another fortuitous. I felt like it. things just kind of worked. They just yeah. kind of worked Everything clicked. It clicked. That's awesome. And, and it's continuing to do so. Yeah. But, I, I uh, yeah, I, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm stoked about this show. Working with, work with you, I'm going to try to get Ann Pinto on, Ann Pinto Macari. She'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, we had Nick, uh, Ron Corey came on for sports. I mean, and you guys are all naturals. You know, you're better at this than I am. No, I wouldn't say that. You know, uh, I, I first time, I haven't heard my voice on recording in a long time. Mm -hmm. First podcast, I'm sitting there editing. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> can't sound like that it was terrible but we all have a little bit of that when we hear ourselves yeah um, i can hear my real delaware county thing i can tell uh, yeah, yeah your accent's back like, i can, tell you I, can <laughs> I got rid of it um a lot of it when i was in new york but then you come back and you live here and it all comes back yeah you know, which yeah. Is mine comes back too i try to eliminate it over time so if i'm out of philly mm -hmm. for a long time my my intonations tend to smooth over a bit. Mm -hmm. But back in Philly for one week and I'm going to Atlantic City to be oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And let's let's all have our water or water. We water. all say yeah. <laughs> Where do we get that? Um yeah, as far as fitness goes, I am notoriously inconsistent. Uh did that picture I sent you. I, I, yep. I showed it to Nick too. And uh, the point of the picture is that gray t-shirt mm -hmm. now blouses on my arm. I went from April a year ago to November working out. I got myself in really good shape. Then I okay. sat down at this, this computer and set myself a challenge of 10 podcasts in 10 weeks, fully scripted. Uh, mm. On, on two channels, all in ten weeks. So that's yeah, twenty that's shows, and I was learning how to podcast at the time. So it was morning, noon, and night, sitting right here, as you see me right now. Uh, my reward was sciatica. Wow, uh, a big old belly that I've never grown that fast before in my life. Nice. I lost my shoulders. I lost my arms. Uh, it's like I, I said to Nick, same thing. Treat me like a novice. I've never picked up a weight before. I've never worked out before. I want to get rid of my belly. I want to be better motivated. Hmm. And maybe some muscle tone again. Yeah, would be nice. Definitely some muscle tone again. Yeah, what would what would you say? What What's the starting point for a schlub like me? Habits of health. You're going to have to change your habits a lot. And I don't know what you eat. But I would say it's mostly about what you eat as far as your belly, getting rid of the belly. Mm -hmm. um, it's a combination, what you eat, um, how, how much you eat, obviously how much you're going to have to pull back. Sadly, um, my wife is an amazing cook. Sadly. <laughs> I always good. eat too much. Not good. Okay. No. Um, and, and this is what I'm co coaching people on right now, actually, more so that not so much getting them programs for fitness, but 
creating habits of health. I, I use a program actually, um, because you must, you, if you, you have to not be sedentary, that's true. But if you got up and started doing working out every day, you're not just going to lose all that. I don't know how much weight you're talking. I mean, do you know how much you gained? I lost, I lost 15. I think I gained 15 back. Okay. That's not too bad actually. But that was, uh, that was losing weight and building muscle mass at the same time. So right. losing the muscle mass, I mean, that means I probably put back on more fat than I had before. You know, you lose your muscle and, and it's two separate things. There's fat and there's muscle. Right. So when you gain weight, you're gaining fat. And if you're losing muscle mass at the same time, that's bad. Yeah. So I would say you definitely, when we, well, let me ask you another question. When you lost that 15 pounds, what about your diet? Did you, what were you doing in terms um, of food? Did you cut back? For, for a couple short stints, I did uh, the carb rotation, no carb, low carb, eat what you want, no carb, you know, on, on a three-day rotation. Okay. And that definitely made an impact. I, I did see a difference there. Um, but I wasn't consistent with that either. But still, I worked out for a year. And what I did most that I think had uh, the most impact was walking. I went okay. from, I couldn't walk a half a mile to some of my stints were eight miles long. That's great. So, yeah. So that, that helped a lot. I said to Nick, the only thing that looks good on me right now is my damn legs. <laughs> <laughs> everything else is jello. Well, walking a lot of miles like that will, will definitely help you lose weight, but I'm a firm believer. And tell me if you think if Nick agrees with this in the absolute importance of resistance training and building your muscles. Yeah, From, that's his thing. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't have to be a, um, a um, you know, a bodybuilder. I'm not saying no, you have no, to. I know what you're saying. The resistance but, and muscle mass helps everything else occur. Everything. And in fact, the more they study um, resistance training, it's even superior to cardio. Cardio is good for you and you should always do both. But if you do cardio, you shouldn't do cardio without doing resistance training because it actually is optimizes you more with resistance training for um, uh, longevity is uh, because it creates more protein in your muscles when you have better muscles. And when you don't, you don't have the amino acids in there to fight off diseases. So it it's really, really important for a whole lot of reasons. And I also will say, since I've done resistance training, I didn't do it for a long time. I was dancing and I was doing my cardio and having fun. And, and once I started, I feel, feeling strong is a great way to feel when you feel strong. You know, my energy level increased. I, it's definitely a youth and it makes you feel younger. I think you are looking better. It, it's, it's really important. So I think it's great to, to walk. But I think it's probably as or even more important to add resistance training three times a week, like three times a week at minimum to your, uh, if you're going to get into a program of some sort. That's about I where I recommend. was. I would, I would go to the base gym. Okay. I, I did times get blown out of the water a couple of times because they kept going back to the mask thing. Dumbest thing you ever saw. You go in the gym and they say, you got to work out with a mask on. Oh, where, the, oh. where the weights are, where the weights are. You cross a three foot rubber carpet to where the cardio is, where everybody's huffing and puffing, no mask. 
Uh, well, common sense is no longer around anymore. There no, is no. No. And the second time they did it, I walked in. They said, oh, put your mask on. I said, no, I can't participate in intentional stupid. Uh, I'll just keep checking. And there would be like a few weeks gap where I had to work out at home, no weights, you know, uh, because, well, I don't, I, I don't like working out with a mask on anyway. It's disgusting. Who should? Who does? It's horrible. Yeah. Horrible. We had to do it. I was at ACAC for quite a while, many years, actually. And during COVID, um, and when we went back, we had to, I was lifting with masks. And I would just pull it down. Like I would pull it down to here and nobody cared. And yeah. sometimes I'd even drop it down. But if I had to, I'd pull it under my, at least under my nose so I could breathe. You have to breathe when you're doing, you know, when you're lifting, yeah. you're breathing. You're, you're breathing all this carbon dioxide or whatever into your, anyway, thank God we're at least for now past that. But that's, that was craziness. Um, yeah. So I don't, I totally just, you know, I didn't think that was, we had the same thing in class people. I looked in the classrooms and they're not wearing masks and they're on the floor and they're wearing masks. I'm like, this makes no sense, but. You it know, was, and, and the whole thing was a, well, I can't, I can't say the word I was going to say. Uh, it was silly. <laughs> if I said the word I was going to say, you'd hang up on me. Oh, <laughs> um, I get it. I agree. With, I'm sure I would agree with it anyway because I it, we did a lot of non-commonsensical things at that time. Yeah, yeah. I think just um, keeping in, in, in with that idiocy. Um, you've got to, you've got to get the food thing going too. I'm, I mean, it sounds like you. Um, I, I'm a firm believer in just not. I it's one thing to follow these carb things and all that, but I don't know how long that can last. So if you're going to make a change in your life to stay in a, a certain weight, let's say your goal weight is 15 pounds, you've got to change the habits, change the what you're how you're eating, and then be able to maintain that. So I don't know with these kinds of things where can you can you sustain that where you're doing this low carbon whatever whatever you were talking about? I don't do that kind of thing. You know, it, it's got to be something you can sustain so yeah, that you well, can sustain. What I liked about that was it didn't feel like a sacrifice. Well, that's the good. The hassle was on Lynette because she does all the cooking. You know, sometimes I'll make my own breakfast or I'll uh, slap together a pathetic lunch. But in terms of ongoing nutrition, and that's the cook, and to say, okay, tomorrow is all protein. The next day I can have some carbs, but not many. Last Next day you can cook normal. It's It's hard on her. Yeah, it is. You know, I didn't have a problem with it. I could even have on low carb days, I could have a couple of a couple of beers and get away with it, you know? Yeah. Because I was inside to count. And I wasn't counting like on a calculator. I would, you know, I'd look at the side of the can and if I was, you know, reasonably inside the, the mark, I was okay. Right. Um, but yeah, all those good habits I'll have to bring back again. Um, well, and I always say habits, um, Matt, do, don't overwhelm yourself with them all at one time. You know what I mean? It's like if sometimes people go try to do too much at once and then they just go, ah, I'm done. And, you, you know, you give it up. You have to do yeah, it. It never I stops think. feeling alien, right? It, it always yeah. feels. Yeah. So it shouldn't. It, you should get to a point where, you know, um, I believe you 
in, in my mind, I like the idea of eating like um, five or six times a day where you have smaller amounts, breakfast, three hours later, three hours. So you're eating throughout the day. Now you're not eating meals because you're going to gain weight, but you're keeping the, the calories down, but eat throughout the day. Yeah. So that do you, you do you do 12 on 12 off in terms of eating? Do you have fasting I hours? Don't. I don't. I think I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just find for my lifestyle, it doesn't work because I never know when I'm going to be where and eating when. So I just don't yeah. like to restrict myself. So I try to finish my dinner on the early side, like by six o'clock. So I probably will. It's going to go 12 hours naturally. Yes. But I don't like make it a point because then I go out to dinner at seven o'clock at night and I'm not done till eight. Yeah. You know, so I don't worry about that. But yeah. I would say for sure, I usually have 12 hours where I'm not eating. That just happens. Yeah. You and Nikki D are definitely on the same page. Okay. Uh, he, he eats slightly differently because, you know, he is a bodybuilder and a powerlifter. Right. right. But the concept is exactly the same. Uh, he does 12 on, 12 off. He does, I forget if he said six meals or four, but he doesn't do breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you right. know, and then, and then like somebody we know who wears red t-shirts sitting around all night eating Cheetos, you know, he doesn't do that either. <laughs> but, but, but my cheap scotch and pepsi that's still okay isn't it uh, <laughs> i'm not a big alcohol person and alcohol you know i mean I, it's hard for people to not have anything but i don't know what to tell you i think it's best if you don't drink it but if you can't help it and you have to then i guess you just do i'll, I'll get diet scotch um <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there is none. <laughs> you should you should see the stuff I drink too. I, I don't I don't drink a lot. Um but I like my cocktail. And also I don't like blowing money on expensive stuff. So I drink these paint thinner brands. My wife laughs every time I come home with something. But um yeah, the calories are calories, right? Calories are calories. I said calories are calories. So oh, yeah, just, yeah. And you, alcohol is pure sugar. Yeah. Right. So what you're consuming, but um, anyway, go ahead. I'll let you. Yeah. Um, I want to, I want to start to move through the long-term benefits. We'll get back to exercise advice in a little bit, but I want to move through the idea of what there is to be gained in your life simply by being in shape, a little bit of lifting, a little bit of cardio, you know, how does your life benefit outside that? Okay. Well, just to start with, without even getting into a lot of the um, health benefits, you feel better and you look better. And I think when you look better, you feel better. So that's just the kind of surface. I haven't felt good in years for that reason. Oh, you know. but, yeah, but when you look better, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Pounds, right? Didn't you, huh? didn't, you, didn't you feel a lot better when you were at that kind yeah. of? Yeah, I was, I was making a joke. You know, you look yeah, better, feel okay. better. I said, I haven't felt good in 15 years. But, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah, no, I understand um, what you're saying. You sleep better. Um, but that, that aside, um, and the exercise improves your heart health, your uh, heart and lung conditioning. Of course, that would probably be a little more aerobic. But um, as, especially as we're getting older, your coordination, your agility, your flexibility, that's that's critical, you know, yes. uh, <laughs> critical, yeah. right? 
your balance yeah. and your spatial awareness. Um, what's one of the worst things as as we mature and, and get older is these elder falls. These people fall and that's right. the end of it. And yeah. when you are in better shape, if you're exercising and you're eating well, you know, there's, you're less likely to have these kinds of issues, especially things like balance um, and spatial awareness. And um, you lose everything, unfortunately, that saying, you don't use it, you lose it. That yeah. happened. Yeah. In, in, so it's- I never a, even thought of it. The balance issue, the spatial awareness. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and I haven't thought about flexibility in a long time. I can still touch my toes, but That's huge. I suffocate trying. <laughs> because I got that big belly to get over. Be sure to use all the buttons at the top and bottom of the text. We live and die by the share and subscribe buttons. Send inquiries to poriverproductions at gmail.com. Thank you very much for joining us today.